मेरे गोदेसी हैज नाउ बिकम अ हाउस होल्ड नेम एंड आई एम अ ह्यूज फैन ह्यूज फैन ऑफ दीज uh they for some reason remind me of my childhood but before we go to go desi i would love to hear about you and your journey till right before we started go desi thank you thank you so much uh, just uh, so go desi started in 2018 and before that i had a typical um education a middle school upbringing basically traveled across india my dad was in a government service and he was a scientific director uh, basically a geologist so we traveled across oh, wow. the country uh, from bangalore to northeast to even uh, delhi etc uh, did my schooling in delhi did my graduation in bangalore then did my pune mba from pune uh, and then from there i joined uh, itc straight from campus and i think most of my learning happened in uh, itc i was part of a really cool project which was called e chopal i think it is like now a case study in hbr and um, did varied stuff right from sales and distribution to uh, things like rural hypermarkets even sold petrol diesel i mean i sold almost everything under the sun at itc nice um then eventually did that for around um, close to 8 years and then eventually got to um uh heading marketing for a startup which was called madrad games mm. so this was a board game startup oh, and nice. uh, my objective was basically to set up the sales and distribution mm. and marketing mm. function did that for close to a year and then i was on a break for uh, a year so this is very you know very small summary my journey before what godesi happened nice and uh, what made you come up with the idea for something like godesi so godesi was not by choice it was mm. it was not by design in mm. that sense mm. uh, what happened is that i was on a hike at um, Uh, on western ghats and then while coming down i was at a chai ka shop mm. and chai tapri basically so uh, pretty famished uh, found these really yummy lollipops that mm. you talking about the desi mm. pops and mm. and some jackfruit bars which were getting sold at the chai shop so mm. i had them and then i was realized like why is this product not available in the urban markets and i was not doing anything i was just still figuring out what next what will be my next project mm. so what i did is i figured out who was making this and this was an shg based out of that rural area So I picked up around thirty kilos of stock, um, set it up for a flea market in Bangalore. We booked for three days. Uh, got my mom, dad, a salesman, and cashier, and my sister was doing the sale selling, and we got sold out in first half a day instead of the entire three days. Oh, nice. And that's when we realized that when I realized because of my background in consumer goods that if you have a um, a desi product and which is backed by some kind of a brand experience, you know, where people can trust what they are eating. Uh, there could be a large market and large brand that has that could be created. So that's how Go Desi essentially started. And I knew sales and distribution. So the first thing that I did is I started retailing mm. uh, offline around my house in some stores. And unlike most new consumer age brands, I started offline rather than online because that's what I understood. Mm. And from there, it just moved. Uh, you know, the thesis became sharper and sharper, and we moved from uh, strength to strength. And now, eventually, Go Desi is. Uh, Is five years old and we are in close to twenty five thousand outlets across the country. Oh wow! Um, and yeah, I mean, it's uh, growing slowly and steadily. So I know go desi for this desi pops. Yeah, I was surprised to see you have burfies, you have mitha pan. Yes. Tell me a little bit more about this. This is very interesting for me. So yeah, I think our entire play is in the impulse category. If you mm. see that our price points are between five rupees to twenty rupees. Mm. So our entire thought process was that hey, what. you know what are the products which are say unorganized which mm. are erstwhile cottage industry don't really have a brand experience and can we standardize them and can we brand play them 
So that's how Meeta happened. Meeta, the entire insight was that if you can have a dairy milk at 10 rupees, then why can't you have a burfi at 10 rupees? Um, and in a single serve, right? You, why do you have to buy it in a pack of uh, 500 grams and 200 grams and then uh, go to a mithaiwala and buy it? Why can't it be available right at the shelf? And I can have whatever I choose. I can have dairy milk on one day, or dark chocolate on another day, or energy bar or a meetha. Uh, so that's how this started. And meetha pan was again, um, we, we again saw which categories are very unorganized and people saw Mukhwas mm. essentially a very unorganized category. Mm. Uh, very small brands, every 30 kilometers or 40 kilometers, you'll find a new brand of Mukwas. Mm. And we said, okay, which product could work really well in this? And we saw Meetapan was a universally accepted product, whether mm. it is in the South or in the North, East, West. And um, we figured that what can we do to make this more interesting? So uh, we removed the beetle leaf uh, so that it, it is not uh, clumsy. It is convenient. And uh, we removed all the... Uh, the supari and the harmful stuff which a pan is essentially associated with and that's how Meeta Pan came in and that's again a 5 rupee product. So it's you a got very... a longer shelf life, yeah. you removed all the toxic stuff out of it, yeah, yeah. making it a friendly, absolutely, portable yeah. sweet. Yeah. Insane, absolutely yeah. insane. I just had this. Uh, amazing, thanks. absolutely amazing. I haven't had a coconut, but badam coconut buffy like this in a long, long, long time. Thanks. So how do you innovate? Like, What's your process for innovation? Uh, I think our process um, for innovation is uh, is actually what we do is, as I said, that we have a very clear thesis right now. We are into uh, the impulse category. So we figured out, we try and find out what are the products which are, say, currently sell at the same. So there's already an industry established. There's already a large industry at the cash counter, but they are unorganized. They don't have a brand play. They don't have a brand experience. The, the consumer doesn't even know which brand it mm. is. So once we see that and then we see, okay, can we standardize it? Can we do something around it? So it's not that, you know, Burfi is that we mm. invented. Mm. Burfi has been there for centuries. This is that we found it in the rural, uh, in, in the retail market and we realized that Kya is pay, uh, there could be a brand that can be created around it. And that's how we figured out. And same thing with Meetapan, same thing with Desi Pops. We don't reinvent the wheel. What we do is we are very good at standardization mm. and adding variants and flavors and and creating a really uh, great brand experience out of it. Uh, most of our innovation thought process comes from visiting the market. I think the best thing is you go to the market, you realize that, okay, what is consumer buying? Mm. What is available at the retail counter? What is moving? And that essentially uh, forms our decision-making process in new product development. How important do you think a brand is in the mind of a consumer? Uh, Brian, I think it's... I think it's it is extremely important. I have to my mind it is <clears throat> for you. I was reading a book and that that's where what uh, one of the authors says that that brand is now some sort of uh, um, some sort of a medium in which society expresses itself. Right. Um, so uh, oh, uh, yeah. So. Uh, it has become much more than just a commercial vehicle. It is a vehicle to express people's opinions, interests, uh, lifestyle. Uh, and therefore, uh, you know, you would wear a Nike, you would wear, a, um, I mean, an, um, have an Apple Watch or an Apple phone or a MacBook. And, and all of them express something about who you are. So it's essentially, they become really important. Um, they become this currency in which you and I communicate to each other subconsciously and subliminally that, okay, this is the kind of person that I am. So I, I feel that it's become extremely important. How are you crafting the Godesi brand? Because obviously, see, as a company, uh, your presence is now multiplied, you know, many, many fold over the last five years. Yeah. 
uh, um, has your brand gone through a revamp or is this branding been exactly the same from the beginning or have you gone through like a revamp process? So we've gone through multiple stages of iteration. Uh, uh, we as one of our key cultural values is experimentation hmm. and execution. Uh, so when we started, uh, Desi Pops was just a pop with a plastic pouch and a sticker on it. Mm, uh, we didn't even have a pouch, branded pouch because at that scale it didn't make sense. We could not invest in cylinders etc. Uh, so as we move from one stage to another, mm. what we've realized, uh, we've kind of honed the entire brand. Uh, earlier our entire conversation was most mostly on, uh, as you mentioned, nostalgia. And then we really uh, we realized that nostalgia is, is a limiting emotion. Mm. It is not really a um, uh, it's not really a positive emotion. It, it comes from a negative state of mind and mm. therefore the number of products that you can work with when you are a nostalgia brand becomes limited. So we moved away from that and then we decided that our brand needs to stand for something larger. And over the last year, we did that entire rebranding exercise where our logo changed. We became much more cleaner in the way we look, uh, the packaging, uh, the design language, uh, essentially to uh, to attract and to communicate and to talk to Gen Z customers. Mm. So that's what we are super interested in mm. is Gen Z customers mm. and, and talk the language they are. So today, Go Desi is our mission statement is to make Desi popular. And nice. the, the the role that we want to play at in a... Uh, in a consumer's life is that, you know, uh, if you see today's scenario, everybody, there's so much um, information, so much stimulation and so much things which are coming to you. Uh, and you tend to act as per that stimulation, right? I mean, when you are in a uh, in a Starbucks, you will dif uh, behave differently. If you're a Chaika shop of 10 rupees, you behave differently. And, and there are certain pressures which society puts on you to behave because of social media, etc. And then you are very muddled as to who you essentially are. And so the brand role that we want to play is that we are that brand which makes you grounded and be proud of who you are and therefore go Desi and uh, so, you know, uh, be loud, be proud, uh, go Desi is, is essentially nice. Uh, we play because on. this is the first time seeing something like this, right. which is a very colorful, very, you know, like it, it pops, yes. right? Even like the, this pack pops. And uh, if you're going behind the Gen Z crowd, I think you've tapped you've tapped on something because the Gen Z crowd typically otherwise wouldn't have gone for Desi options. Exactly, they want yeah. to go to the McDonald's, they want to go to the Burger Kings and the Starbucks yeah, and so on yeah, and so yeah. forth. Getting them, uh, exposing them to Indian flavors, Indian cuisines, Indian cultural, like because some of these are very like niche, like you're not going to find this product across the country. Yeah, yeah. Exposing to them to that and then this becoming a habit. Like for example, I remember the reason Desi Pops came home is not because of me. <laughs> Because my daughter. Oh wow. She had it somewhere, she loved it. Next time she saw it in the shop, she's like, Daddy, can I get that? I was like, Really? What is that? She's like, No, no, it's really nice. I had it in a friend's house. Can we get one? So we got one. And all of us got hooked to it. Right. So it's almost it's almost become like a replacement for dessert. Oh wow. So instead of like having like an ice cream, uh -huh. I'll have this. Yeah. Which I think is a very, very healthy switch. Yeah. Because instead of having like 100, 200 calories, this is what, 5 calories, 10 yeah. calories, whatever it is, yeah. it's like way better. Yeah. It's giving you that uh, after meal satisfaction that you want. You want something sweet, you want something, this thing. Right. So we, you've definitely hit on that. Uh, are you going to be launching products that are also savory? So uh, actually most of our products are a mix of savory and so like Imli, if you look at our uh, Desi Pops Tangy Imli, it is uh, 
what we understood or one of the insights that I realized and this is all post factor right you know start hitting you basically start uh, uh, trying to understand patterns once things have worked <laughs> rather than retrofitting or backfitted sorry uh, so essentially what we realized is that if you look at any Indian cuisine it is a composite palette hmm. which uh, what I mean by that is that you will see sweet sour and spicy in the same thing when you look at Western cuisine, it is a single flavor. Uh, if it's a chocolate, it's dark chocolate, it's bitter. If it is sweet, it is only sweet. Mm. There are no composite flavors. Mm. So what we try and work with at least most of our products except Mita is that I give you a composite flavor. So Desi Pops Imli is tamarind, mm. uh, jaggery and spices. So you get sweet, salt and spicy. And that's what is that we are very, very accustomed to as Indians. Uh, and therefore, we work on those. Uh, even if you look at our chickies and all of those, except if it is extremely sweet, yes, we keep obviously those are sweet. But mm. we try and have, com and where we have seen large success as composite flavors. Nice. And uh, today, have you raised funds? Yes, yes, we have uh, raised funds. Uh, Was that a difficult journey for a food company to raise funds? Uh, in, I think... Uh, journey I, I think fundraising is is not something that I truly enjoy I, I don't know a lot of uh, and I've heard this from multiple entrepreneurs that is not a, a we, uh, I think we will love uh, getting our heads down and executing um, and, and uh, so yes uh, no fundraising has been simple but we've been fortunate enough to get good backers throughout our journey we raised funds pretty early uh, in our life um, Primarily because that was we didn't have any capital at that time and we needed capital to um, get off uh, specifically when you're trying to create a consumer brand uh, and uh, yeah it's been an interesting journey full of uh, like an entrepreneur and you would know much better than I would uh, but it is a roller coaster journey oh absolutely there's no two days which are just the same yeah uh, you are on Shark Tank yes yes we were let's double tap on that how how was that experience oh it was a pretty cool experience I think. Um, uh, the entire the scale of what Shark Tank has become today is um, extremely surprising and at the same time um, you know really heartwarming that you know now everybody uh, knows what uh, entrepreneurship is what startup is and it has made it has made it really mainstream uh, for me the experience was good that you know um, you get to meet other contestants that was interesting the other part was this entire film shoot the whole tv shoot is extremely new with that kind of size of set and and all the jing bang which goes around with it so it was a good experience good experience yeah uh what was the one takeaway that you had personally from shark tank like one learning one learning was that um, uh, once Shark Tank episode aired we are our online sales obviously pretty uh, um, jumped and uh, realized that if a brand gets credibility uh, and if that credibility is not through a paid source, uh, this is not a paid source, uh, the uptick is much larger mm. than, so we have run um, a TV ad in Karnataka, right? I mean, we did not get that kind of an uptick. Mm. Mm. Um, so uh, consumers really value uh, people uh, who have credibility and if it doesn't come through a commercial source, it can be a really big boost. But how does that, uh, how can that be institutionalized is a different question, but uh, that is what one learning I have. Have you looked at uh, brand ambassadors? Have you gone down that path? We did. We have a Karnataka a brand ambassador, one superstar from Karnataka, Upendra. Okay. But our entire focus is in Karnataka right now to scale it up. So okay. we have uh, had him on board. Uh, it's very early days. We just uh, aired the TVC in just, April. Okay. Um, so we're now doing a brand survey to understand if there was any uptake or etc. from there. Nice. Uh, 
when I walked into your office, instantly I realized your work culture is very different than a lot of other food companies I've gone okay. to. How would you define your work culture? Um, I think for us, um, certain things, I mean, we, uh, what I understand is that uh, for startups, a lot of uh, the initial core team kind of forms the kind of culture which uh, which consistently stays mm -hmm. and their values typically becomes everybody's value. So we are a very execution based company. We, we are not super into planning. Uh, we do plan, but we, we would like things executing really fast. So I think that's one of our key, key pieces of so everybody would be like, okay, when would the next thing happen? And when would be the next thing? What would be the new launch, etc. So I think uh, learning is a great part of our culture. Uh, how will I define it? It's maybe different. Uh, and that's an interesting question. I think we are more, I think, uh, grounded in that sense. I mean, if you see where we are, our location is pretty much outside the city. You would have taken some time to come here. Um, our, our office is in... Uh, in a big house and, and I think in that sense uh, we've also been able to attract those kind of people who mm. are uh, grounded but I, I think it sounds uh, ironic for somebody to call themselves grounded. <laughs> <laughs> a little counterintuitive. Yeah, counterintuitive but I think that is, that is a... I also love the dog. Oh yeah? Is that a, is, is he a daily feature or is he your personal he, dog who comes once in a while or is he... He was a daily feature um, okay. so uh, we have two dogs at home and um, uh, when my wife is not in town for close to a month and a half and that day I had to uh, get the dog every day from home too because he doesn't like staying at home by himself so get to office and then go back with him back to home. Uh, today there was some, um, uh, I think they wanted, uh, the marketing team wanted to do a shoot with him. With him? Oh wow. So he's, he's, like a, he's, he's like a brand ambassador. Yeah, that's, that's why he's there. What's his name? Rusty. Rusty. Yeah. Love that name. Absolutely love that name. Uh, what do you look for when you look for a, a new person to join your organization? What does that look like? Oh, I, I think um, that's something that I've really thought about multiple, multiple times uh, as to what would be like, see the key characteristics. Uh, what I've realized is um, certain things which, one is the thing we, for every team member that we get in, we try and uh, do some sort of an assignment or a task or or some sort of a uh, small even if it's a small presentation or even an excel sheet of what you're going to be mm. planning for the entire whether it's a salesperson mm. that kind of helps me understand how interested that person is in the job and how thorough he or she is on that uh, so we really like doing that deep dive um deep dive into uh, to every anybody that we hire. Like a practical um, test of sorts where yes. so you get a good flavor of what they would actually deliver when they Yeah, do. and even if it is a senior leadership, even mm. if it's a CXO kind of a level, we still ask for some kind of understanding on those because uh, I, I think that's a really great proxy for how interested uh, a person is. And for an organization as small as us, we really need more execution and not uh, um, a lot of gyan people, ah. right? I mean, um, somebody can work with their hands and get it. Done. Unfortunately, I'm the person with the gyan, but we need really need uh, need people who really execute. And when you really hire leadership, you really want people who um, who don't change this aspect of it because we're still not at a stage where, or actually, we'll I hope we'll never get to a stage where um, the leadership is not executing. Um, so uh, that is one key thing uh, that I've learned. And the second is again comes from that entire grounded wala part uh, is that we really like 
when I've, whenever I've seen, uh, it's an observation where people uh, talk or maybe brag slash brag about what they could achieve and what they have done and what they will end up doing, those end up being not great hires for us. Um, so nice. that is something, uh, it's become like a, okay, uh, like a red, red flag, red flag that okay. this is happening and there's a problem. Okay, so I'm going to switch gears a bit. Uh, you know what Equinox Lab is? Yes, absolutely. Uh, what service or what can we do for you that we currently don't do? Uh, is there anything you as a food entrepreneur, you know, uh, head of a food company, if Equinox did this for you, you'd be like, that'll help my life. I think for a packaged food, one of the largest pieces is shelf life. Hmm. Uh, so we do this accelerated shelf life, right? But uh, but uh, shelf life in actual market conditions, if there's something of those things can be done, ah, nice. uh, that would be super. Uh, so picking up a end of shelf life product from the market and testing that hey, is it still or, holding the? Yeah, and or or somehow uh, replicating that in your labs. Okay. Because accelerated does not. Uh, I mean, we've done accelerated and we've got twelve month shelf life, and when it goes to the market in like okay eight months, it starts melting. Hmm. Uh, then there is a there's a big disconnect. So why that is happening. Correct. Because I think we can't in a in a lab, you can expose it to one situation. Yes. You yeah. can't be like, okay, now it's an acceleration chamber, but now okay, let's put it on the sun for six hours, uh -huh. or now let's put it in the fridge. Now let's right. keep it on the side right. of the road. Right. Like, you know, so you can't like because your product will go everywhere. Exactly. It's inside a truck where the humidity suddenly shoots up. Yeah. So I I, I liked uh, how you positioned that. So I think accelerating that is very difficult. Yeah, accelerating Somehow. that would be difficult. That, like that yeah. kind of conditioning. So something that we've done, and we don't offer this as a full-blown service yet, but a couple of companies actually came to us and it was a customer-driven innovation. Where they said that, hey, we have a 12 month shelf life. Let hmm. your team go to the market randomly. Don't tell us where, what, which city, which, because they're a national brand. One month product pickup. Somebody else will pick up a two-month product, three-month hmm. product. All up to 12 months oh, yeah. across the country at the same oh, yeah. time. Like it's now, it's not over 12 months. Yeah, like yeah. In the next 15 days, pick up one, 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 one product. We didn't find any 12 month product, what we found right. up to 11th month, right. uh, all the way up to first month. And they're like benchmark that and now compare that to the lab study. Mm. And you were right, there was some deviation. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, you no, know, then they actually went down to, okay, where did we pick it up from? Mm. So first don't tell us where, first show us the reports. Then tell you, okay, where did we pick it up to 10 months from? Yeah. Then they figure out, hey, that one distributor was actually mishandling their product. Wasn't their product, product mm. was perfectly fine. Because same thing did 11 months somewhere else, but okay. eight month, one guy, because he's keeping it, in the sun or something like yeah, that. Of course, yeah. there's going to be a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, that market testing, the actual condition, you know, like, will this yeah, hold, hold yeah. in market? Like, oh, here, this is nicely holding, right? Yeah. And, like, this is a very nice premium product. But right. if this is like, kept under the sun, this may start getting lighter. Correct. The product may be fine. The packaging right. may start looking Absolutely. bad or whatever it is, right? So, that's, I, I, I love that idea. Yeah. Uh, shifting gears back to your company. Are you a solo founder or do you have co-founders? Uh, I have a co-founder. Uh, my sister is the co-founder. She on. looks at the entire backend. So she's like the backbone of the company right now. Exactly. So she does the manufacturing, uh, product development, NPD, um, sourcing. So she manages all of that piece. Everything except marketing, sales and uh, yes. fundraising. Yes. yes. So I think that's what, what she does. Yeah. Brilliant. Where do you see Godesi five years from now? So we uh, we believe uh, so so when we started Godesi, uh, as I said that it was not by design, but when we did start like okay now we're going to work on it, we created a brand architecture or even the thought process behind the brand that this could straddle multiple categories, right? It's not goingly or um, sweet based. So the name itself um, kind of uh, 
gives it some kind of credibility to be to uh, to have legs right to have legs uh, and then therefore run in like multiple categories mm-hmm. so essentially we would see i would like to see godesi as a consumer brand which takes anything desi mm. uh, today we are in say the treat space uh, tomorrow we would like to get into anything which is unorganized which does not really have a brand experience mm. uh, whether it is snacks whether it is staples it depends upon the category etc and uh, use our current distribution reach which we have got our our product market fit product which is desi pops use that to build distribution and add uh, many categories into that space uh, over the, the next 5 years uh, and build a large consumer brand so currently what is the biggest challenge that you see in that 5 year path <coughs> um I, i think the biggest challenge challenge would be uh, to be um I think building distribution doesn't seem to be a large challenge but what seems to be a challenge is to build depth into that distribution right we've got one product into it mm. uh, would we be able to get multiple products into it and, and therefore uh, create a uh, that compounding returns on that channel uh, over the period of next 5 years would be our largest challenge and that's what we essentially are working towards so if towards. a person hasn't had your product how do they discover it um mostly they discover it offline uh, which is in retail stores uh, but now 35% of our revenue comes online as well so we are available in quick commerce uh, amazon we are a market leader in desi mints uh, desi uh, candies and a confectionery as a category so that's a large place mm-hmm. where people discover mm-hmm. it they discover it on our website as well so uh, our again the thesis is that my entire strategy is based on unique products and channels that we can own and channels where our consumers are going to be there mm-hmm. so we try and be as many as to as many touch points that a consumer can is when he is looking for so she is looking for is this going to replace the pan the magai meetha or the meetha pan uh, i don't think it's going to replace magai meetha meetha pan i what it will replace is maybe um, we would love it to replace mints uh, chewing gums um, you know uh, bubble gums and uh, and nice. those kind of things because this it is healthier than all of those i uh, mean it's more natural more natural uh, i would say it has less um, uh, no preservatives uh, it does have a little sugar but yeah and excellent uh you are of a body called fssci yes what advice would you give them as a food entrepreneur <laughs> <laughs> uh i think every food entrepreneur has heard of fssci um i i think i don't think my advice is going to be any different make it as seamless as possible make it as online as possible uh so a lot of the stuff uh, so i i work as a national advisor to fssci a uh, lot of the processes have now been pushed online for example right. now getting a license you can apply for license in 15 minutes by yourself you don't yeah. need an agent in yeah. between you don't need anyone in between now even the annual returns fssc is now asking for them online right because earlier companies used to comply hmm. but the complaint i used to get there like ashwin uh, the loss is this we did it right right we got the testing done we got the nutrition sub care but nobody's coming check it like what's the point there's some right. other random guy who's not done it hmm. and we are doing, we have you know spending the time money effort to do all this right. and random people not doing it Absolutely. what's the difference and what's yeah. the point of us doing it what fssc had done and they kind of listened to it now what they said is annually you need to upload all your mandatory things online Hmm. So automatically online is getting checked, and if you yeah. don't get it now, oh, who did upload? Oh, let let's look at those guys. So right. technology is slowly and steadily coming into yeah. you know, that yeah. field. 
what uh, this is my last question quite i think we are running out of time <laughs> uh, uh, there are a lot of people who want to become food entrepreneurs right what advice would you what should they not do uh what should they not do um i think uh, don't create a product for yourself uh create a product i mean i mean i think it might come out uh, wrong in in the sense what i mean is that most of the food entrepreneurs most of us would be acc a11 plus 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 right maybe we will be in top 1% of indian population uh if you are creating a product for top 1% of indian population then there are enough brands which are already doing that and then you will be competing with a lot of those brands who are already doing that and uh, would you be able to uh, get the same success is is uh, your uh, is your thought mm. process and india has a huge middle class but their uh, incomes are um, anywhere between 20000 rupees a month to 40000 rupees a month uh, that's an entire household income so think about what you're creating for that and are they will they be able to afford something like this of whatever packaged food or anything that you are creating uh, if you are not then you you know you need to be very clear okay itna bada hai mera industry and i would be able to create this much kind of a turnover uh, so that's i think a uh, lot of times we start creating for ourselves okay i i love having protein bars but uh, how many of uh, us would be able to afford a 150 rupee uh, 60 gram protein bar uh, and uh, if how many and then are there enough options for that same person uh, so today i have a vegan protein bar i have a milkshake i have all protein i have everything right uh, and I, i mean i think our top 1% indian population is as pampered as any other population whether it's european or us right. the rest of them don't have brand play uh, so i feel that would be my one so, process i think the big one is summarize it is you don't always have to be your own customer yeah. you have to be smart enough to realize that so yeah. if you're creating something for a different category and if you're not from that category get insights into the category before thinking like i like this everyone else will like it it may not it may not fly i can afford a 50 rupee itna something yeah but the middle class can for 10 bucks yes. and you can go at 10 yeah and many a times uh, possibilities come because the public has asked for it it's not there they're asking for it and that's okay. why if you are able to see that opportunity yes yes you are able to capitalize yeah. on it. thanks so much for taking out the time i know it was very short notice no, we just like kind of popped into your office no, you're like hey, let's do an interview <laughs> uh, so thank you so much uh, no problem, and, and no. i really appreciate you taking your time and i think you've created a fantastic brand you've created a fantastic company amazing products thank you i am completely aghast by seeing the new things because <laughs> i'll be honest i knew only that you made this yeah Because these are the only products that come home. I mean, I think the entire country knows only that we have made this. Now we are getting into other categories, and hopefully Lovely. they'll know us. So I am so happy to see uh, like dried pineapple, one of my favorite, like dried pineapples, burfis, chickies, meetha, and the whole meetha brand, the desi meetha thing. Uh, it coming out. I'm looking forward to seeing this in our local retailers. I'm uh, looking forward to seeing this at home. I wish you and the team at Godesi the very best. And anything I can do to help you guys scale. Please count me at your service. Thank you so much. It was really, really great having you. Uh, apologies that I had to cut this. No, no worries at all. Thank you so much. Awesome.